Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. May I have your attention, please? You need passion. You need desire. You need want. We play with that passion. We play together. We play for each other. And we play to win. We are Notre Dame. Go, let's go. Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International. I'm your host, Jacob McGrath, joined us always by our reporter, Len Clark, as we recap Notre Dame's 31-16 victory over the USC Trojans in South Bend on Saturday. And I'm sorry to our listeners that this is coming up a little bit late, but I was up in Manchester this weekend watching my beloved Manchester United losing at home 5-0 to our great rivals. So at least Notre Dame stepped up and did the job and beat their great rivals. And, and Len, this is the fourth straight win over USC. Brian Kelly now 8-3 over Southern Cal. Another better, complete performance, but still some room for improvement. Len, what your, what your thoughts uh, on this one? Well, first of all, how are you doing, JP? Hey, Man <laughs> United will come back, but just a great night in South Bend, a beautiful afternoon, a little bit cold, but 125 were recruits there to watch the 92nd version of Notre Dame versus USC, and that 31-16 victory now gives Notre Dame 50 victories in a rivalry that's called the Glamour Game. So, the biggest surprise of the night was Notre Dame coming out with up-tempo that seems to suit Jack Cohn. That was the difference. It had USC on their heels most of the game. And, the, and USC was making a comeback in the second half, but it was that early start that you talked about saying that Notre Dame needed that proved to be the difference. 31-16, Fighting Irish now 6-1 and one on the year. Totally agree with you there, Len. We seem to have finally found a, a system offensively that both suits Jack Cohn, that up-tempo style. He just looks so much more composed back there. Uh, and also a Tyler Buckner package. I mean, we didn't see him a whole bunch compared to the Virginia Tech game, but he was still extremely effective when he was on the field. That surprises the off- opposition defense and also gives our offense a boost. I mean, if you look at Jack Cohn, he was 20 of 28, 189 passing yards, a touchdown and an interception. First and foremost, I hated the play call. We were spoke about it. But secondly, I also didn't think it was an interception. Looking back on the replay, I think they... That, that, was a, that was a pretty bogus call. 
And then, of course, Tyler Butler only threw two passes but had 11 yards on the ground. Again, so I'm, I'm super impressed by Jack. He looks a lot more composed back there. You can't really argue with 30, not 31 points and on the defense side holding an opposition to, to 16. I was a little bit disappointed because when you throw the ball over 30 yards and you throw for under 200 passing yards, sorry, don't throw the ball over 30 times and only get under 200 passing yards. It's a little bit disappointing. I think that's. I think that was mainly the killer in me. I I, I want us to, to step on their throats. I thought we, we could have run up the score a little bit more, but as you say, six and one um, heading into that UNC game, and with this tumultuous, ever-changing college football dynamic, we're really looking at a, a New Year's Six bowl game here, Land. Well, a couple of observations. One, yes, there was improvement. Yes, there needs to be improvement. So the Fighting Irish came out with that up-temple offense, uh, looked very good. Tyron Williams was able to run the ball 138 yards. He kind of had a breakout game. But you have to really wonder, is Notre Dame, or should say USC's defense, were they that bad that just made Notre Dame look that much better? Now in terms of the quarterback, I think you're going to see that two-quarterback platoon system now throughout the, the season. Uh, they brought in Tyler Buckner with key RPO packages, and they're going to let him throw the ball. He did throw the ball. And so that just gives teams another area that they need to, uh, to prepare for is that Tyler Buckner is not only going to go in there and run the ball, he's going to throw it as well. So that was yeah. also very good. It was good to see Michael Mayer coming back after missing the Virginia Tech game and being off for the bye week. Uh, and then the downside Kyle Hamilton goes out early in the first half with an injury. He is not going to play against North Carolina, but we did see that next man mentality come in as DJ Brown came in. And I'm kind of surprised that USC did not really start throwing the pass to try to pick on him the entire game, but USC tried to run the ball and it was not very effective against a very good Notre Dame defense. Yeah. I think the defense, I mean, when you lose you hit your best player and, and the top five draft pick, it's obviously gonna gonna hurt, and it's that next man up mentality. I thought DJ Brown was great. I thought Ramon Henderson played the spot very well. He did give up 138 yards on the ground, um, but it, it was it was a weird one. You, you, get, you give up that on the ground, and then you got a guy like Drake London who is a Belichick Award winner, and he balled out. But you you, you hold the offense just to 16 points. It's a it's a weird one. It's almost like we're gonna let you have these yards in these spaces, but we're not going to let you score. And for, for me, defensively, I thought they, they struggled a, a bit again, you know, 300 yards passing. Going up against the offences we're going to have against UNC. I mean, they haven't had a season they wanted to, but they still got Sam Howell. Virginia, which is the team which is going to throw the ball even 70 times. The great things to me on defence, Isaiah Foskey, I mean, he is just exploding this year. I'm really hoping it's going to stay for another year, but two sacks and two TFLs today. Um, I think he has seven and a half sacks now in the season. I think only two players in the country have more sacks than him. And then a, a, a bit about the scheme. I, I kind of want us to, to play to our strengths, keep him, keep those four-man fronts. I want to see him attacking the quarterback, especially when you've got a quarterback who's going to throw the ball as much as this UFC offense does. Against the likes like Navy, he's not going to get anything. They're going to keep him running the ball. But against Virginia, when they throw it 60 times, I want to see him in the dirt, four-man front, getting after the quarterback. But yeah, no, let's hope Carl Hamilton, he, he, he may miss the UNC game, but I do believe these safeties will step up. And, and hopefully it's a little more a, a, a little more complete on the defensive side because I was a little bit disappointed with the defensive effort, I have to say today. 
Well, that defensive lapse really was coming late in the second half when USC started hitting on all cylinders and they were going to the London, their receiver and piling up yards and their coach after the game said, Hey, we didn't lose this, lose this game. We just ran out of time. And if they would have got things going a little bit earlier, it could have been a very close game, but the defense early on really kind of set the tone. Myron Tagliabosa got in there, got a hand on a pass by Slovis that was deflected into the hands of Bo Bauer. And we found out that Bo Bauer needs a little bit more speed because he did not take it to the house and Notre Dame had (laughs) to settle for a field goal. They were in the red zone and did not punch it in. And so that's one of the things that they're going to need to have to improve upon is that when you have opportunities like that, you need to capitalize. And so you take that away and, you know, it could have been a much closer game, although Notre Dame at the end could have scored that touchdown. So uh, it's right where the pundits really thought it was going to end up, but Notre Dame should have won by a much bigger score. I think that's what upsets me is because this USC team is, is a bad team. I mean, they don't have a head coach, but they're extremely undisciplined. I think that's where Notre Dame won it. It's 31-16, and this, you just said it, this game felt a lot closer than it actually uh, appears uh, on the scoreboard. They got more yards uh, through the air and in total, and they, but they had nine penalties. You know, they had stupid penalties. Like that guy who hit Kyron Williams's helmet right in front of the ref. I mean, but I have to say, where the coaching comes in, look at the time of possession. He spoke about running out of time. USC had 20, 24 minutes time of possession. No, 31. This is where oh, you That's just where the running game really came into effect. Yeah. That's yeah. when the running game, when you run the ball, you run the clock. And uh, if, if, no, if USC had shut down that running game, this is a completely different story. But... It just shows you the type of athlete that Kyron Williams is, is that when he had his opportunity, he really shined. And credit the offensive line for getting a little bit better. I think they're starting to gel as a unit now, but that was USC. That game is over. Now you have to start focusing on UNC so we can really start to measure the effectiveness of the improvement this week. And North Carolina came into the season very highly rated, a very good quarterback. They have NFL talent on both sides of the ball. This is going to be a test to Notre Dame because – North Carolina comes in with a record of four and three. And once again, coming off a bye week, they have nothing to lose. A good coach in Mac Brown. He knows Brian Kelly very well. And they're a big play team. And so Notre Dame going into this game will have to minimize any big plays by North Carolina. Uh, continue to do what they did against USC. That is run the ball, dominate the time of possession, no mental mistakes, but more importantly, JP, no more injuries. You can't afford yeah. injuries at this stage of the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just said there's a lot of stuff I'm going to get into. I've got to give a, a special shout out for me for Kyron Williams. I've got I've got a man crush on this man. I love him. I love him, Len. I, I, he is just he has got to be one of my favorite Notre Dame players ever. I mean, you've been watching them longer than I have, but 138 games, two touchdowns. A guy of his size. The, how physical he runs, and we're going to speak to this offensive line because I think they had another great game. He also led the team with with um, uh, uh, with six catches. He's so shifty; he makes people miss. I mean, it was awesome to see him. Lorenzo Styles, a, a freshman, I hope his brother, who is a, a, a hopeful another recruit, was out there, fifty-seven yards. The offensive line, they at those first few games we were we were harsh and then we were fair but they are continuing to build this is the first time all season i believe we kept the entire five in the same um i thought Alton and christophic on the left side were excellent um 
uh, especially on Kyron's uh, uh, big run, um, Christophic serving the pancake, Joe, Joe Hall. I mean, I think this is a guy who, who Notre Dame recruited as a tight end. He put on like 60 pounds and he's a freshman and he's starting at left tackle. Uh, Josh Luggs, I thought, had a, had a great game. So it's fantastic to see this offensive line and running game going. UNC, of course, I mean, they've got Sam Howell, who before the season was the consensus number one, but they also lost big, they also lost the two-star running backs in Javante Williams and Michael Carter, who were killing it in the NFL, and also Diami Brown and Daz Newsom. But like you say, they've got nothing to lose, but I think we've said that about so many teams now, they've got nothing to lose and no, against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has prevailed against them. I'm confident about the UNC game. We'll preview that on, on Tuesday. And, uh, and like I said, I mean, the schedule's opening up. You've got Michigan playing Michigan State this weekend, other top 10 matchups. There's a real chance for Notre Dame to get into this top six, top seven ranking. I think teams are going to knock off each other. And as long as we stay with that one loss to a potential playoff team, the sky's the limit, Len. Well, a little luck of the Irish is what we read, need right now, but Notre Dame controls their own destiny. They need to win out. But when you take a look at the crazy landscape of college football, Oklahoma almost getting knocked off by Kansas over the weekend, Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State. And then Cincinnati really had a game with Navy. And so Navy is not a pushover, and they're going to be here in a couple of weeks. But right now, Notre Dame savoring that win. It's a 24-hour rule, but they're at the practice field right now. We're going to talk to some players a little bit later tonight. Uh, But uh, really the mindset is shifting over to North Carolina. This is a team that has beat them in the past. Notre Dame has had uh, some success in the series as of late, though. But uh, it really comes down just to playing every snap, getting better, and then dealing with any adversity. And I thought the Irish did a nice job of that when Kyle Hamilton went down on Saturday night. So it's going to be another great weekend in South Bend, another primetime game, although the Irish will be without their primetime player on defense, but they will have Kyron Williams, your man. Uh, Chris Tyree will be a game-time decision. Uh, but then we also have uh, some word that Blake Fisher might be coming back very soon. We really don't need him right now because of this offensive line. Don't mess with that. Uh, but it's good to see that everything is start to moving in a positive way. People coming back from injuries. Tariq Bracey got the game ball against USC, did a nice job uh, defensively. So it's a, it's a good win to savor, especially against USC. But we'll need to do it again on Saturday night. When North Carolina comes to town, the Fighting Irish looking to go to seven and one on the year. And if you go to seven and one, Len, then we can really start to to open up this this playoff talk because I think these these top ten teams are going to keep on beating each other. I mean, look at Penn State; they were number three in the country and they lose back to back weeks. Now they're number twenty. But listen, we can we can we can really focus on playoffs towards that towards that back end of the season. As you always says, one game at a time. And that next game, as Len said, is on Saturday against the University of North Carolina. And right now, the Fighting Irish rated number 11th in the polls. Yeah. But throw those polls out. They don't matter right yeah. now. It's oh, the yeah. ones toward the end of the year. And, yeah. JP, right now, Notre Dame thinks they are a top-10 team. They are a top-5 team, in my opinion. Let's just look at the rest of the college football world will kind of help Notre Dame out. But it, it will be great to kind of sneak into the college football playoffs. If not, if they continue to win out, you can rest assured it's going to be a New Year's Six. And I, I think they can can sneak in just before we wrap this one up because you, you've got Cincinnati uh, at, at number are they at number two, Len, I believe. Number two, right behind Georgia. This Cincinnati, so this is the age old whenever Notre Dame was ranked second or third in the country. Oh, they've got an easy schedule. They'll get blown out in the playoffs. This Cincinnati team will get blown out in the playoffs. <laughs> and all of these guys are talking about, yeah, they're number two in the country. 
George with the best team, followed by Ohio State. And after that, it's a bit of a crapshoot. There is no chance. I'm, I'm confident Notre Dame will beat Cincinnati again if they see them. And at the moment, they're ranked at 11. I think there's just this whole bias with this, this sort of fantasy that was SES team. If you think Cincinnati are a playoff team, go watch Notre Dame. I'm telling you now. <laughs> that's, more of a, that's more of an app playoff team um, that, that, than Cincinnati. But listen, as you said, let's not get well, ahead of well, JP, we're going to get a better mindset of the players when we talk to them in about a half hour. Um, yeah. I know they'll have some confidence coming in. We'll talk to Michael Mayer. I know he's one of the players that we'll see. But right now, you know, it's a good feeling to come off a bye week, get refreshed, get a big win against a rival, and then you're back home Saturday night. So everything looking positive for the Fighting Irish right now. Exactly. And we'll be back again uh, on Monday to, to, to recap that UNC game. Back again on Thursday to preview that UNC game for some Irish fans. Give, give our thoughts on what we can expect. But Len, great talking about this one. Can't wait to keep on going in this crazy college football season. And hopefully Man United can win a game on Saturday. Please, guys, please. I, I need that double header. Man United, you know, it ain't win. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Thursday, but I'll also be looking forward to your text in the game on Saturday yeah. night. I kept looking at my phone. It's blowing up. It's JP. I said, JP, it's one o'clock in the morning your time. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Great to talk to you, Len. We'll see you guys on Thursday. And as always, go Irish. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.